Hello, and welcome to the Ryan Frank Podcast, helping you think, work, and create like never before. Hey, friends, it's Ryan Frank, joined by Jim Weidman. Hey, Ryan. Good morning, Ryan. How are you? Man, talking to you twice in the same week. And, you know, really, if we count tomorrow, it's going to be three times. Three times in the same week. This is a, oh. this is a crazy week. I'm flying in some high skies. We're, we week. are hanging out and living large, and it's good. I have one call. You know, we, we already had coffee on Monday. Bless you. Thank so you. my Thank question you. is, are you drinking coffee today? On I'm on. Oh, yeah. Who do you think you're from Lucy's Car Wash and Drive Through? That's what I'm talking about. What's yours from? Moonshine something? Is that what it says? No, it's uh, oh, Summer, Summer Moon, Moon. Okay, in right. Texas. But That's how rumors get started. I thought it's, it was Moonshine. Yeah, well, I do have a Moonshine story, but we'll save it for another okay. time. Okay. Well, this week, uh, hey, welcome everybody to the Daily Coffee Chat. If you have a question, text it, please, to 833-792-6372. Um, thank you for tuning in, Facebook. Those of you listening today on the podcast or catching this on YouTube, thank you. This week, early in the week, Beth and I were in Nashville. We had the opportunity to, um, part of our trip was to hang out with Jim Weidman and Yancey, had some coffee at a cool little coffee shop. I thought I was in there for an oil change. They've taken a mechanic shop and turned it into a coffee shop. Really cool. And then the best part of the morning, after seeing Yancey, of course, best part of the morning, go and pull, Jim said, follow me. I, I followed behind him in his vehicle, and we pull up to this big building that looks like Pottery Barn and a restoration hardware. Probably, I, it had a really cool feel and looked nothing like a church. Said the Belonging Co. Jim, you took me to your church. Man, that was a I treat. took you, and we had the best time. And uh, if you like black and white stuff, it is, it is Mecca. It is. It really is. Cool. Yeah. So we've been really excited. And, um, you know, most of our, about 85% of our church is under 35 or under 40. And so, um, you know, you got to know the audience that you minister to. And yeah. um, we, we kind of, it looks like Restoration Hardware and the Apple Store had a baby. It does. It's Beth and I were just so amazed and impressed, and the people that we met were so friendly. I sent in my application, Jim. I've not heard anything okay. back from that job yet. So, well, you know the bad the bad thing for people looking for a job is we only hire from within, and mm-hmm. uh, you know even me, I just went to church there and was volunteering, yeah. and next thing I knew, I was on staff, and yeah, um, that's neat. So it's been kind of fun. It's been fun. One thing, and Jim's going to be back with us tomorrow. This is a double hitter, double hitter. Two day. Two. Jim gave me two for the price of one package, and I had to take them up yeah. on Um. So one thing, Jim, I, Jim, we met for coffee, Beth and I, Jim, Jim and Yancey, and I bet we weren't, we hadn't sat down for 60 seconds, and Jim, you started to ask me questions. Yeah. You're always asking questions. So when we talked yeah. about what are we going to talk about Thursday, I said, let's talk about asking questions because anybody that's good at asking questions, and I have to have a feeling it's not just because you don't know the answers, but 
but there's more to it than that. It's Jim Weidman. Jim, you love to ask well, questions. It's my favorite way to learn. And uh, I've never met a question I didn't like. Yeah. And uh, yeah. the reason why is because questions make you think. Uh, they make you evaluate. Uh, and they help you grow. And I've just found over the years that a growing faith is a questioning faith. And some people confuse asking questions and doubt and unbelief. They're two totally different things. But uh, to well, me, look at the life of Jesus. Jesus taught oh, questions. Well, he? you know, and in Matthew, I love that Matthew chapter uh, 16, verses 13 to 18, Jesus came to the region. Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say that the son of man is? So he just started a general discussion, okay? And then all of a sudden, he brought it on home. They started saying, some say John the Baptist, some Elijah, still others, Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. But what about you, he asked. Who do you say that I am? So, you know, when we look at the life and the ministry uh, of Jesus. Um, he used questions to teach or make a point. He used questions to locate people uh, spiritually. Uh, one of my favorite questions when I'm talking to people, especially if it's in a counseling setting, I like to say, has there ever been a time that you've loved Jesus more than you do right now? Maybe you want to rephrase that. Say, yeah. Have you ever been closer in your relationship with the Lord uh, to him than you are right now. Yeah. And, yeah. and then, then that just opens up. Well, what happened? Da, 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 da. Tell me this. And, now, you know, now, Jim, you've been, you've been, um, a pastor now since, I mean, my 45 word. years, 45 years, 45 years. You were really a children's pastor before there were children's pastors. I mean, you were, being well, you know, I started as a youth pastor because if you ever did drugs in the seventies and you can't got saved, they always ask you if you did drugs, and if you did, uh, they wanted to know your testimony, and if they really believed you got saved, they'd put you in the youth group. I mean, you just, you yep. know, uh, don't pass go, don't collect $200, just go to the youth group. Yeah. And, you know, my pastor came and um, said, grab your guitar, get your Bible, go to children's church, and don't come out. That's been uh -huh. uh, a long time. And well, um so here's my point, Jim, is you've been, you've been in ministry all these years. God has gifted you with the ability to think like a leader. You've written all these leadership books. You speak on stages all over the place. You're just, yet you ask questions. Why do you think so many of us as pastors and leaders, we resist asking questions? Well, I just think that so many times uh, we don't continue to be alert. And I don't care how many kids, you know, I, I hate what the only question I really hate is when people say, how many, how many people are you running? Uh, uh -huh. Because they use that as a measuring stick. And I learned from yeah. people that have five kids in their ministry. That's right. uh, and, uh, and to me, you, you never arrive. You're always learning if you want to. And Ryan, I want to. Uh, you want to. Every time I'm around younger people, I always say, what are five apps that ought to be installed on my phone? Mm. Uh, what are, you know, and and that's one of the reasons younger people will still hang out with me. Um, and that's you're really interested and you're asking good questions. Well, I just want to know. I, 
my my biggest fear in life is to wake up one day and just be wrecked, you know, yeah. out of the picture. Nobody wants to talk to you. You don't have anything to offer. And I just want to stay relevant. I want to yeah. understand this world and how to do ministry at this time, rather than just tell stories about life before copiers and computers. Exactly. Uh, and, you know, uh, again, Jesus, uh, Jesus used questions to get people to think or to evaluate. Mm. And uh, I want to be constantly evaluating my thinking. Uh, you know, we've talked about this before. Last time I saw you reminded me we were talking about my garden. Yeah, we but were. You can't, you can't rely on yesterday's fruit. You mm. can't rely on fruit from another season. Maybe you had a good run at it. Uh, but again, if it's frozen or canned, it's fruit from another season mm. and fresh fruit from this season is always better. And so I use questions to help do that because questions, you know, Jesus used questions to produce and encourage change. Um, you know, and so to me, anytime you're with a leader, um, you ought to learn from, them. and, uh, I get, I have to watch my attitude because if I start asking questions and people avoid answering it, I tend to sign off Yeah, um, that's because true. I really want to spend that time learning from what that individual, uh, so, their so life Jim, experience. How do you, well, I was going to say, I know at some point, I think it's your third point because you sent me a copy of your notes. You're going to talk about yeah. making sure you're in positions where you can learn and ask good questions. What's that look yeah. like today? Well, I mean, real simple. Uh, if you're going to have coffee with another children's pastor in your town, which I do on a regular basis, mm -hmm. um, prepare questions ahead of time that you want to know. Um, also, I, I have, back when we're able to have live events again, mm -hmm. and even if we hadn't, um, you know, look at the rundown of people that are speaking at Megacon and make a list of the people that you would just love to have 15 minutes with and reach out to, them. uh, you know, I've always had a conference within a conference and, uh, where, uh, I use my breakfast, lunch, and supper to meet with folks, to ask them questions. I book and Jim, haven't you found, you might think that, well, there's no way that ever per that person would ever give me 15 minutes. Don't say no for people. I found a lot of times people will say yes if you'll just oh, ask. It's it's crazy. Um, I learned this. There was a one time I was calling this guy in my church that happened to be one of my volunteers. Yeah. He was the CEO of six different uh, businesses that he ran. One of them was Honor Books, and um, uh, you know he was a publisher and just a he even bought a putt putt one time. Uh, you know, and um, I called one day and said, hey, I want to ask, I talked to his assistant, said, I want to ask him some questions. And she said, oh, I'm sorry, he doesn't take phone calls. I said, forget what I'm asking. Yeah. Uh, now, I want to book a phone appointment to find out that about phone appointments. Yeah. And um, so I did. And he used to, he used to on Sundays, he would have me, if I'd come work the concession stand with him at his putt-putt, he'd let me just ask questions. Really? And, you know, even when I do lunches with people, I eat before I go to lunch. 
and I just sit there and ask them questions um, and I buy their lunch mm. and I try to, to make that time. I had a lady and I, I don't know if I've ever met her, but uh, she emailed me the other day and just said, hey, I've been a children's pastor for six months. How do you deal? I'm writing a policy manual. Mm-hmm. How do you deal with this? And I gave her, a, you know, she sent me one question. She didn't send me 25. That's it. Uh, she's not going to do it on a regular basis. Uh, but if she does, you know, she's not going to do it seven times in one month. But if she just emails me once a month or every other month, one question, I'm going to answer. There's a good chance you're going to answer. Yeah, I always answer. I, yeah. You yeah. know, what a radical concept. I still check my email. Mm. Mm. And uh, nobody does it for me. And if it's a simple question, uh, sometimes, though, the answer is read this book. If I already, if yeah. I wrote 248 pages on the subject, I'm not going to rewrite the book on your email. Uh, and so, and so the key is if I can tell them, Hey, I know, I know Ryan taught on this at Megacon. Mm -hmm. There's a book on this and it's not just my stuff. I recommend, um, you know, I find a lot of times, Jim, I have somewhat similar experience where I'll get emails from people with questions and sometimes I'm able to help quick. A lot of times though, I'll just encourage people, Hey, go ask this question in, the I Love Kidman Facebook group, or if you spend a few minutes and do a little search in I Love Kidman, you're going to find some great conversations happening yeah. there in the I Love and, Kidman. And that's the key. Do a search. Do a search. If I see one, listen, I think we ought to charge a fine if the next person that posts, what Kidman book should I read? That's it. Uh, or or does anybody have a policy a manual bill. I can look yeah. at? We yeah. should send them a bill for $250. Yeah. And, uh, because, yeah, with a simple search. Search, it it's already minutes, there. You're going to find and, it. And, and here's a better question. Rather than what books uh, do I read, give me one point from your favorite book Boy, that changed true. my life, mm. that changed your life. Or, or you know... Um, I'm a Batman fan, so everybody knows that on the utility belt, there's, you know, yeah. Batman didn't use the shark spray on a regular basis, only in the 60s, but he used the Batarang. And so if you had a utility belt in kid ministry, what's your Batarang? Well, that's good. And where did you get that? Uh, where did you learn about it? And, you know, for me, it's time management. And I tell people read beat the clock and um, you know, it's one of those things that, you know, asking, ask things to learn how and why ask things to understand more, Mm -hmm. ask things that, uh, that promote thought, ask questions to grow, uh, to locate people. Um, Again, there's nothing wrong with clarification questions. No, and I also think, Jim, don't you, that a lot of times, I know different personalities are different, but I feel like we, we, we can have a mindset that I'm the pastor, I'm, I'm a leader, I don't want to look weak, I don't want my pastor to not think I've got this all together, I've got to be the, the problem solver, and we resist asking questions because we're going to look weak, or what if 
I get a bad answer. I don't think it makes you weak at all. Do you? No, no, not in the leader's eye. And that's, that's one of the bad things about working with younger leaders. Um, If they're afraid to ask you questions in situations that would make them look bad, set them up to meet with you alone or to meet with you in a smaller group um, just so that you can just go through some of those personality things. Um, You know, at the end of the conference, I'll ask anybody have any questions, but then there's 25 people that want to meet with me afterwards. So obviously they had questions, but they didn't want to look bad in front of other people. So, um, you know, what I like to do is say, hey, let's grab coffee tomorrow afternoon uh, and and ask your questions there. Then, then it goes into a smaller group rather than the large workshop. Um, Jim, I'll people. never forget. I know we've talked about this in the past, but the first time you and I met was on a cruise ship. Yep. We both were invited to speak for Roger Fields on his Kidman cruise, which I'd love to come back and do another Kidman cruise sometime. That's another point. I remember you and I met for the first time and you said, Ryan, after we're all done tonight, you want to get together. And I remember what you said. You said, because I want to ask you some questions. Remember that? And you had some questions yeah. ready that you wanted to ask. Well, you had been on my radar um, just as a young guy. Um, and I told you this. And, um, uh, you know, you reminded me of me when mm. I was younger. Mm. And um, I saw that zeal. And I saw that love to help people. And, um, you know, I just... I just wanted to get to know you as well as I wanted to learn from you. And, That's right. Um, you know, and um, it was one of those things that um, the first leadership cruise I went on, uh, one night, the late and wonderful Craig Jutella hmm. and uh, myself and um, uh, then also Sue Miller, yeah. we were all on that cruise ship. So we had dinner together. That's cool. And we, you know, chit-chatted and ate dinner. And then when it was all over, we all pulled out our list and began to ask each other questions. And instantly there was a role behind us of leaders who really? just came. There were some people that ordered another cheesecake. It's cruise. And just so to, they just could. to sit there and listen to you guys ask each other questions. Yeah. And some people valued cheesecake more than learning. But yeah. those that were sitting around, uh, we started seeing them writing notes because, you know, here was Sue talking about loving everybody and, and just caring for people. Um, mm-hmm. And Craig was just throwing out vision. And I was talking about policies and procedures and how do you get a check and how do you reserve a room? And I yeah. was, you know, we were just being ourselves to each other. Uh, and, um, you know, that was one of the great takeaways um, that, you know, for years, one of the things when we'd have a guest speaker at our church, I was so thankful my pastor would let me just be a fly on the wall and listen to those conversations. Yep, yep. And, and the questions that you learn from don't have to even be your questions. It can be questions others are asking of other people. And so when I'm in a seminar, even if I don't have a question, I go up and hang out with people asking questions so I can take advantage of the speaker's answer to other people's questions. Love it. Jim, in our last five minutes, I'd love to hear from you. What are some of your favorite 
<laughs> questions because I know you've gotten asked a lot of questions. You ask well, a lot of questions. Yeah. What well, are some of your favorites? Number one, what's God been saying to you? Uh, and and if nothing, <laughs> yeah. then I want to know why. Uh, what have you been learning about yourself? Uh, what is the Lord showing you about your marriage? Uh, what what are you learning about? I like to know what other people are learning and what they're thinking. Uh, if I get with authors, what 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 are you writing about uh, right now? Um, again, uh, what do you need to not do? I I'd rather know what's on somebody's not to do list than on their to do list. Yeah, that's good. Um, what have you stopped doing that you probably need to continue to do, go back to? Um, what systems have to be strengthened or established in your ministry? Um, most people won't appeal with their question, but it's really a process that they need to learn. Um, how does your thinking need to change? Um, who are you mentoring? Everybody is looking for a mentor, but uh, who are you mentoring? I want to know um, those things. Who's mentoring you? Um, what have you stopped doing that you need to start again? Um, you know, I love books. I really do. But yeah. rather than keep buying new books, if you're an underliner, go back to the books you've already read and see what you underlined and ask yourself, why have I not applied this in my life? Yep. And there's certain books I reread every year. There's others I read, um, you know, every two years or so. Um, but that's one of those things that you need to do. And the most important question um, that I think that anybody um, um, could ask is, how are you spending your time? And, um, uh, you know, these are questions that to me, um, I ask myself that every day, every night before I go to bed, mm. I look at my day and I ask, what do I need to do different tomorrow? Yeah. Where did I waste time? How can I fix that? And, um, you know, yeah, um, it's, it's just a good thing to, um, you know, be a good answer of questions. For some of my greatest treasures on my shelf are my Jim Weidman books. Jim, your website's jimweidman.com. If, if, if someone is watching or listening today, they've never owned a Jim Weidman book. Of course, if, if you can go in and buy one of each, you will never regret it. But, but if there's one that you would say to someone who's never read a Jim Weidman book, which one should they start with? Well, if they want to grow their ministry, uh, do stretch. If they want to be better themselves, uh, read Beat the Clock. Stretch, I, and I agree, both great books. Stretch, Beat the Clock. Um, yeah. I think your books are still on jimweidman.com, right? You can oh, buy yeah, them. everything, and that's how to get in touch with me, too. Okay, all right. Um, everything's on jimweidman.com, and uh, um, so it's uh, kind of fun, and it's got a new look. It's the... The hipper, younger website. Nice. Did you change it up? Yeah, man. You know, um, I let a 25-year-old uh, uh, change some things. I like uh, it. So it's fun. Now, tomorrow, 
tease us up. We're going to talk about saying, well, we're going to talk about saying no to the word yes. No way. Well, we're we talking are. about saying yes we're to the say word no. Yes to the word no, and uh, we're going to talk about that. That's probably the the biggest thing over the years that I've had to watch is learning how to say no to things and yeah. in the right way. Saying yes to the right things will help you to say no uh, to wrong things. And so we're going to talk about yeah. that tomorrow. And it'll gonna be, be fun. Good. It's going to be, be fun. Cool. Friends, it's Jim Weidman. Go check out jimweidman.com. Jim's going to be back with me tomorrow at the same time, same place. Yeah. With gonna, coffee. With, with coffee. Summer moon. Um, coffee chat. Coffee chat. Ladies and gentlemen, go check out jimweidman.com. Jim, thank you for sharing today. Podcast. Thanks, listener. man. Love you. Love you Love too. You Everyone so who's much. watching so on. So thankful for your friendship. Hey, you too. Friends, be back tomorrow. We will see you. More Jim Weidman. Thanks again, guys. This episode of the Ryan Frank Podcast has ended, but be sure to subscribe for more productivity and life hacks to help you stay on the leading edge. And if you like what you heard, please rate this podcast with five stars. Thanks so much and talk to you next time.